Fresh 107.9 FM. La Beoluma. Okile. Fala, fala. Songs of freedom, 
songs of freedom
very good morning and welcome to Freshly Pressed on Fresh 107.9 FM at Belkuta. As we do on the show, we're going to be tracking stories for you from newspapers across the country and around the world. We're diving straight in, but you know already, I do not do this on my own. <laughs> and the... I've got Hakim What's Karim funny in the building. Is somebody's name funny? <laughs> no, your name is beautiful. Your name is not funny. Hakim so, Karim, good morning. Why are you I just saw, so I cut news? something in my peripheral on the computer. Oh. So that made me chocolate. Little. And that's uh, <laughs> discombobulated you. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> good morning. Welcome. Good morning. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Guys, let's dive straight in. But before we do, I trust everybody is doing okay. Everybody that's listening to us right now on Fresh 107.9 FM at Belkota. Let's dive straight in now. We're starting from the Punch newspaper. And the heading of this story reads, Division among bandits delays abducted Niger schoolboys release. There were strong indications on Monday that a disagreement among bandits in Niger State was delaying the release of 27 students and 15 workers of Government Science College, Kagara, who were abducted on Wednesday. A top government source who confided in the punch said the bandits who carried out the abduction had not agreed with the warlord government negotiated with. There was controversy over the release of the abductees on Sunday. Earlier in the day, officials of the Niger State and security sources said the abductees had been released and were on their way to Mina, the state capital. Okay, we're going to stop right there. You can track this story from the Punch newspaper and the heading reads, Division among bandits delays abducted Niger schoolboys release. Okay, it's interesting. And and I, I find that with insurgency, banditry, any sort of, you know, crime or criminality, the gangs in question, the gangs in question, the groups in question always fight. There's always going to be, even unions, there's always going to be factions. Boko Haram's factions, now we're hearing that the bandits have factions too. Okay, we're going to be tracking stories for you on the show this morning. Let's take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we'll track some more stories. Academy Suite, telephone 0817-266-6601. Academy Suite, home away from home. You're listening to 107.9 Fresh FM.
Welcome back. It's 10 past 7 on Freshly Pressed on Fresh 107.9 FM at Belkota. So before that commercial break, we're tracking a story about the fact that the bandits now have factions and they say that's, you know, um, impeding the early release of the kidnapped school boys. The next story we're tracking is still on the Punch newspaper and it's sort of an update on the first story. It says, we'll starve schoolboys to death, says Niger abductors. Abductors of the 27 students and 15 workers of Government Science College, Kagara, Niger State, have threatened to starve them to death if the ransom they are demanding is not paid on time. One of the abductors stated this in an audio recording made available to correspondents on Wednesday by a prominent Islamic cleric, Sheikh Ahmed Gumi. In the audio recording, the abductor who spoke in Hausa was heard conversing with a negotiator identified by Gumi as a top official of the government. He rejected 2.7 million naira offered him as ransom for the 27 abductees. The bandit stated, I don't have food for them. If anybody dies among them, we will tell you where to go and pick the corpse. You know these children are hungry. I don't have food to give them, only water. If they are going to die, let them die. The negotiator said it would be difficult for him to get the phone numbers of all the parents as requested by the bandits. The bandit responded that he was aware that many security agents and vehicles had been deployed in Kagara, vowing they would not succeed in rescuing the abductees. He asked, you think I don't know what your people are doing? I can tell you how many security vehicles are in Kagara as we speak. It is with the help of the people of the city that intruders can overrun the city. Don't you know that? The person who gave us this business is there among you. He's mm. there with you. Wherever you go, he's watching you. If you want to do this deal, go ahead. From God we come, and to him we will return. Even if you put together the entire security forces of Nigeria in Kagara, I have eyes all over Kagara. Whichever step you take in Nigeria, I swear I will know. You people are saying they, they should not pay us. That if they pay us, we will use the money to buy weapons. With whose money did we buy our weapons? If we don't have weapons, you will just send security agents to kill us and take the children. Appealing to the bandit, the negotiator stated that the parents have agreed to pay 2.7 million. Each parent will pay 100,000 naira. But the abductor rejected the offer, threatening to unleash terror on Kagara. The abductor stated, If I want Kagara to be in peace, it will be in peace. If it's not going to be in peace, it will go in pieces from here until Ilori. If I die in this process, I have children that I have instructed that if I die, that I don't want that I don't want Kagara to be peaceful. If you don't do as I say, even if I die, nobody will come into Kagara. He also berated governors who said they should not be paid ransom. He added, governors are saying we should not be giving money because we are going to use it to buy guns. Guns that Allah provides and you are boasting about. <laughs> In all of your Niger state madness, you are not up to Zamfara. It was compelled to accept our terms and talk less of small fries like you. You see, if you want to seek peace, seek peace. And if you don't stop the activities of vigilantes in Niger, you will never know peace forever. Okay, I'm going to stop right there. You can read the rest of this story from the Punch newspaper. We'll starve schoolboys to death, says Niger abductors. I mean, the heading makes it seem Who was like, he talking to? <laughs> he's talking to... Who is reporting this? Um, the Punch newspaper. And Shegumi apparently was one that played the audio recording where all this was stated for Punch correspondence yesterday. Not so, so much him saying, we have food and we're going to deliberately starve them. The bandit boss that is they saying... Don't have food. They don't have food. You can't just leave this So why did they kid that when they don't have food? Because they want their money. And now they're saying, we want money. 
you mm. people say you want to give us 2.7 million if you heard from the first story i read when it said that they had factions um that story said that the the people that the government were trying to negotiate with there were not the people in charge of kidnapping the kagara boys so i don't know if any monies have exchanged hands with the first negotiation but this guy that apparently is the mastermind behind the Kagara kidnapping is saying 2.7 million. Whose money is that? <laughs> I look at this. It's mixed feelings for me. Okay. Yes. On one hand, a lot of people say, oh, don't negotiate with bandits. Don't negotiate with the kidnappers. But anybody who, who is a victim of the, in this situation would never have that point of view. Hmm. Hmm. And so for, uh, for uh, as a human being who, who should have empathy, I... I think uh, the mo- the best way out of it now is to continue to de- discuss with these people and um, use all means possible. I've told you this, we have discussed this off air several times. Mm. Um, I'm somebody who believes in the Machiavellian strategy of uh, um, the end justifies the means. Mm. A lot of people may always feel that, oh, it's a bad Machiavellian tactics that is a, 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 that somehow the end justifies the means. So it, what it means is just that whatever you have to go through to get what you want, make sure you get what you want, you know, and then you can count the cost later. Hopefully, you get your results. And so now, anybody who's a parent, you know, anybody who's not a parent will know what it means to the pangs of uh, a missing child, you know. Uh, maybe I've told you this story before. The guy who used to pick my boy from the school, mm-hmm. one day just called me, ah, me, I feel You know what I just said to him straight? When he said, you know, it was a it was just a spontaneous response he went to pick the boy in the school and he, because the boy was playful he was supposed to be in the primary school wing but he went to the secondary school wing to go and play football and you were not patient you know you know and uh, for 20 minutes i was disturbed until he called me and said, ah, until law. i said okay good so, why did you call so me now like the point that? i'm trying to make is i know the how the parents of this kaga students will be feeling now they are victims they can be, maybe some of them will never be able to eat maybe some of them have medical conditions that's going to get worse now because apparently maybe they are diabetic or hypertensive now it's going to get worse and if anything happens to these children like it happened to the cheaper girls like it happened to the other Dapchi. children Dapchi, that we could not totally bring all of them together now what happens to the parents i'm not sure anybody has going to do a research of the fate of this people whose children were kidnapped what the, their medical situation mm. after month. Mm. So in my opinion whatever needs to be done to get the children out should be done. However the issue I had with, with Shegumi initially was the playing of the religious cards. You know, playing of religious cards. Now that some people even did not have have uh, themselves of Shegumi say that as long as we want you to get the kids released mm. we do not want you to bring uh, religious or ethnic issues because when you say christian soldiers of the south mm. we are brought in two things at the, the same bandits. time mm-hmm. we are brought in the issue of the south, south religion and, and the religion. religion you know and so that's not the thing for me so i think the uh, uh Niger state governor as and, and the federal government of nigeria have more, more things to do if uh, since they were unable to protect the students be proactive enough to prevent this kidnapping. When I saw the school, I was actually wondering: Is this a school? Hmm. Is this is this supposed to be a school? Boarding school a for that boarding school. Did you see the where, rooms, where, the yes, I, and my wife was telling me: that, is, that, is, that, is, that, is that is that that's not important now. That is the safety of the kids that, that is important, important now. Apparently, that school was probably should have been a ranch 
where they'll keep sheep, goats. Anything, that place is not, not habitable human for human beings. It's but, just, it made me really sad to see that. But your wife is right. Right now, it seems wrong to even be addressing this. The issue of, of the school, you know. When the kids are still missing. So, but it's part and parcel. If the school was properly secured, at least better than the security you, that they you have. You know, and, and, and the policy system we have. So, let's say Gumi, we have already given him the title, Chief Negotiator. <laughs> let him negotiate. <laughs> Let them get the kids out. Well, okay, I shudder to say, I'm scared to say, that if they have to pay, if it's part of the means to get to the end of releasing students, let the students come out. That is more important to me than any other thing. And to the person saying he can make... Uh, uh, that is nothing he does in Nigeria. Yes. That is... That is they, that, they, these are things like this that we should send to our DSS. Mm. But many of our DSS are not interested in things like this. Rather, they were interested in what protesters are doing. Mm. Who is sending money to peaceful protesters? Mm. How they are going to shut the accounts of peaceful protesters? See, so from when Kuboka started till now, we have not heard of any case of our, our DSS and security agency preventing through access to information and information gathering. Do you understand? Where they have stopped. Something like this. Hmm. Or where they have used a pro- proactive network or capacity to stop things like this. Now, somebody in this country, where we have each other, Mr. where we have the DSM, where we have the NIA, and every other apparatus of security, is claiming that it can bring a whole community down. Because that even if he's dead, his children will continue. And you know, and, and this person may, may, may do this and get away with it. You Do you understand? And so beyond the issue of kidnapping or no kidnapping, how efficient? How? What is the level of efficiency of our security agencies? How have they been used, able to use technology? You and I know that in America, this conversation will not evade the scrutiny or the orcish eye of the CIA. And in UK, it shouldn't escape them. In Russia, the KGB will get this. But why does this is happen over and over? And in fact, the money that they pay them, the bait, the money, as I should have been a bait. Even if it's going to be electronically. I was going to say that they do that in America, America to where they organize the ransom yeah. just to secure release and find a way to catch you and the ransom. You know, but then here they take the money and, and they, they go away go. in peace and they, and they come back. Right? That means that we incentivize. Mm-hmm. The, that will encourage others. What was supposed to serve as a deterrence would not serve as a means of incentivization if that would exist in any way. So, in my opinion, the Nigerian nation, the Nigerian government needs to do more about security, needs to put more of hardware, equipment, not just going to put all this camera and just a camera they want to use to siphon our money. We need to really get the government work for us. We need to really get people who are committed, who have the mental balance, who have the intellectual strength, who have the state of mind to, to work 18 hours, 20 hours in a day. Not people who, are, who feel that serving us is, uh, is actually... It's a part-time a, job for them. No, not a part-time job. That they are actually doing us a, a, favor. a favor by serving us. Whereas you, you leave, the families live on this nation Nigeria, while the other people on the other end continue to sweat out, sweat out to get this done, and the girl they get in return misery upon miseries. Very sad news indeed, but that's the current situation. We hope that they are able to resolve um, the Kagara issue and you know reunite the students and all those that were kidnapped with their family members. Let's move to Oshun State. Elders intervene as Oyetola Arabashala's aides defer on ex governor's comments. The Elders Caucus of the Oshu State Chapter of the All Progressives Congress on Wednesday enjoined stakeholders to avoid utterances capable of generating disaffection. This intervention is coming on the heels of a statement made by the Minister of Interior, Rauf Arebeshola. He, while revalidating his party membership at his ward in Elisha, said killers have joined the APC. 
In a statement by the chairman of the Elders Council, Shola Kimumi, the elders also welcomed Senator Yola Omishiri into the APC. Akimumi said, Our party's doors are open to all committed, focused, and progressively-minded people who share in spirit and body the vision of our amiable governor in his stride to take Osho states into a rightful position among the federating states in Nigeria. Finally, all stakeholders are enjoined to stay clear of any utterance capable of generating disaffection and intra-party fractionalization, which shall now blow good for anyone. Meanwhile, the media advisor to ex-governor Egbeshola, Mr. Shola Fashure, said... He, Arik Bashola, was not directing a statement to any individual, but if an individual feels it applied to him or her, that person should take it in good faith and amend his ways. Fashure said this on a radio program aired by um, a radio station in Oshubo on Wednesday. He also said his principal was never a friend to Yola Omishiri and was kept in the dark of any alliance with the latter during the 2018 governorship election. Chief Press Secretary to Oshun State Governor Ismail Omikwidon who also featured on the radio program, said he would not join issues with Eric Beshola over the statement, but warned aides of political leaders in the state against fanning the embers of discord. Omik Bidon, however, explained that Eric Beshola refused to intimate Oyitola of his itinerary before coming to the state for the revalidation exercise. And that's the story coming out of Oshun. The heading reads, Elders intervene as Oyitola, Eric Beshola's aides, defer on ex-governor's comments. So the comments in question... Uh-huh. What was the comment? When he said killers have joined the APC. And it sort of coincided to when Iola Mishiri <laughs> joined the APC. So I guess some people are suggesting that that comment came when that guy's registered. So maybe Aragweshola is talking to him. But Aragweshola's aide says, no, I'm not, I didn't mention any one individual, but if you think it's you, take it. And now my opinion is this. You see, um, if I, I, I think I said this off, if I'm going to hold any position... I think at the close at the close of my tenure, mm. I will ensure I do not have a favorite to succeed me. I will ensure that I let the playing ground be level mm. as much as possible. I know it will not be possible when there are a lot of complications that you are not aware of when because you are not on that seat. Mm. Because more often, particularly in Nigeria, I've seen situations where people struggle to install whoever as governor to succeed them, and before a year in office, they are they are they are uh, they, 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 they are they are even not not, not on talking terms again. Now it will be it will amuse you to note that President Governor Yitola was the chief of staff to Abgonashola for eight years. And if you know what the powers in the office of the chief of staff at that time, then uh, I, can we say in all sincerity that it was not a part of decisions that were taken then? But then on to about the issue of uh, uh, Chief Omishori joining the APC, that should not be a big deal for us. Uh, they, they don't forget how the elections happened in Ocean State. Uh, there was a time where the whole of the APC in Nigeria, mm. including former Governor Gwashala, had to go and meet this same man mm. that is being regarded as a killer now to deliver the garage or the or there for them. That is some part in Ife mm. where where there was that runoff election, not the runoff election, where we, we learned they were going to have election because of um um, te- technical issues of li- who, who won the election, mm. and the man came. I know, like six governors went to meet him, and they met him. And we know the man addressed the, the press that was going to work for the APC. So, is it possible, on one hand, that a man outside of your party can work for the success of your party, mm. and now when the same man comes in, you for you now remember it's convenient to remember him as a killer. Mm. You see, the two advantages that I don't want to call Nigerian politicians killers. But Nigerian politicians are just the same. Mm. It's just a matter of 
what one can one can do today may say, oh, some can do their own evil in the day. Some will say, okay, let me wait till night before I do the evil. You know, but when you look at the Nigerian nation we are in, the situation we are in today, and the role the politicians and the political class and the ruling elite have played in bringing us to this uh, level, do you understand? Mm-hmm. You will know that the Nigerian politician is not someone that anybody should envy. But the abysmal poverty in the land makes the politics so attractive. People say, ah, politics, politics, let's go and join because we want to uh, influence the nation. Well, that is a lie. People are joining politics because <laughs> they want to eat out of the cake. <laughs> Like a whole cake is there. Hmm. Someone even gave me an illustration yesterday. One of my friends in Banu were talking, and I said, It's just like in Nigeria, the hen lays a egg. Hmm. And then the egg is the election, the result of the election. Hmm. And the person will take the egg away. Hmm. Instead of them incubating the egg hmm. to provide more chicks, and more chicks, they take the egg away. And she said, I didn't go consider that to me yesterday. Hmm. I didn't hmm. think of it until I later I I I I, I reviewed it in my private moments. I realized I think that was happening. I'm, so every next election, wait for that golden goose to lay the golden egg, and the position and the position will take it away. One lot print book, they throw the crumbs at the people. <laughs> and while the people continue to follow them, I I don't know if you have read this story of uh, well, you know it's not Karl Marx. It was it was one person. It was Leon Trotsky that took a hen, removed, plucked all the feathers. Mm. And after the blood was bloodied, threw it down and sealed food. food. So that's how the Nigerian masses are today. Political elites, no matter how much we have been boosted physically, uh, mentally, Mm. psychologically, we still run after them because we see the politicians as our messiah. And that's the mentality politicians also have. So as long as there's no ideology in the politics they play, St. Michel well, how is he not better than uh, the people in APC? When he was working for them, was it? W- w- did they not know he was a killer then? Mm. So if there are issues between governor, former Governor Weshola and, and President... Allow, uh, no, and Governor Yitola, it should be resolved amicably without bringing it to, to, to public uh, discourse. What at this point we should be discussing is that as you about people, what are our plans? For 2023, are we interested in the presidency? Are we asking for a restructuring? Are we going for vice presidency? Other regions, other regions are are, are moving, gravitating in one, with one voice in unity. The southeast people, have you heard them talking that uh, it's not for us, it's for us? But the southwest people that be challenging ourselves openly for things we could just resolve in the city room with one or two elders. So I think we need to... And setting a bad example. Example. I think, yes, to come. I think we need... I, I don't know if you have read anything about the Haole course on the Yoruba race. Maybe you need to go and read it. Then okay. on Tuesday we'll discuss it. Okay, I will do. Very sad indeed. It's just everywhere we look, there seems to be drama. And then it's not even... Um, cross-party drama is internal drama. Cabal within cabal. Cabal within cabal. Come on. And we have so many insecurity issues, so many other pressing issues in the region. And yet at this moment, people still cannot put their own personal ambition, you know, to, to rest for the better good of the people. Let's move away from that and see what else is trending in the papers this morning. The next story we're tracking um, is coming out of Ogun State, and it's about a driver <coughs> who allegedly took off with his boss's car. The heading reads, Lagos driver arrested for running away with his boss's car. The police in Ogun State have arrested a Lagos driver who attempted to elope with his boss's car on Tuesday. The driver simply identified as Eyo Eta, a resident of Iju Road, Ifakwa Gigi, was arrested while allegedly running away with the Toyota Highlander SUV. 
The suspect, according to the command spokesperson, Abimbola Uyemi, was accosted by men of the Federal Highway Patrol at about 9.30 p.m. at Imeri Junction, Ijebu Mushin, heading for Benin in Edo State. When he was stopped by the policemen, he was unable to give satisfactory answers to all the questions posed to him, and he was subsequently taken to the station for more questioning. It was at the station that he confessed to taking the car away to Benin City, unknown to the owner of the car. He disclosed that the DPO of Ijebu Mushin, CSP Hilary Simire, placed a call to the owner of the vehicle, who identified himself simply as Omopariola. They said Omopariola was said to have explained to the police that the driver ran away with the vehicle from Lagos. Meanwhile, the State Commissioner of Police, Edward Ajogun, has directed that the suspect be transferred to the State Criminal Investigation and Intelligence Department in Iliwe Enron Abel Kuta for further investigation. So, that's the situation. Mr. Eyo Eta was trying to make way with his boss's car from Lagos. He was headed to Benin, but was intercepted in Ogun State by the men of the Ogun State, I guess, police command. I just think he's the owner of the car is lucky. You just look. Many will have gone. Many vehicles like that have gone for life, and they will never see them again. I don't know if I've told you the story of one of my uncles whose car was stolen in Lagos, and like a year later, his wife was passing on a street in Ikeja, mm. and um, he saw people, same color, same number, mm. many years ago, mm. like more than 20 years ago, and they were praying that somebody bought the car, <laughs> you know. And when they arrested the person, he said, I bought the car in Kano. He bought a car in Kano. So the person who sold his vehicle at gunpoint drove from Lagos to Kano. And then so they, they didn't even change the color. They didn't do anything. They sold it to him. And the man was like, ah, he lives down south and now bought the car down south. While they were praying, he that she now, so he wanted to look. Somebody now passed. I said, ah, this is, is my husband's car, you know. And that, eventually they called the people. So a lot of things happen like that. But on this particular case, this the bigger message for us is, our our recruitment processes how do we do them do we do security checks do we show that our, our, our people who work with us are people who have guarantors who who and, uh, it may be difficult to do because we say oh, there's no database mm-hmm. like if you're in america it's easy just input dependence number everything but him will come up but here that will not happen mm-hmm. but i know there are security agencies and other uh, civil agencies who do background check on people but many people really want to do background check on, on, the, on, the, on their driver but no look at the scenario now maybe that vehicle costs five or six million naira. if he lost it he will have spent less than hundred thousand naira to prevent this mm. to, because there are some of these people that that's their work gone gone they go and you know for a couple of months and, and, and commit havoc do you understand so on the long run our recruitment processes as individuals as organizations need to be checked because we feel that oh we don't want to spend money on recruitment but then what you're going to spend when things like this happen what you're going to lose is more than what you will have what what, what you will have spent up in issue because the criminal will not stop being criminals whether the country is good whether the country is bad whether the economy is good or the economy is bad in the 70s, the economy is not as bad as we have now. And there were the UNUCs, there were the lawyers, and mm, then mm. there were terrible armed robbers. So some people's job in life is to become criminals. You get a sense of how good the nation is or how bad. So it's the nation, the nation of the society, that will now devise means of addressing the criminality amongst them mm. without turning them to heroes, uh, like, like, like it happens a few times. But then we need to just be careful. And uh, possibly, if it was not for mother luck, the car will have it gone for have life. Gone. Another thing to consider, perhaps, if you can afford it, is the use of technology trackers, immobilizers. Like somebody called us in Ibadan two weeks ago, spoke to me about a vehicle that was stolen at Bodija. They, they trace it, tracking the, track the, 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 the They, they trace it to this town before Oyo, 
thereabouts, and they got police friends that were moving there. With the exact location they got there, the wreck was not there, and at that moment they could not trace the car again. Wow. So they parked there to discover where the tracker was, and they removed it. Uh, they know everybody knows it's a device inside that car, and the people who install it are also the people that may probably be brought in to detect where it is, and they know where they usually put it because mm -hmm. only customer attach them mm -hmm. to work with the engine or the, the ignition system, so they know where to look for it. You and I may go there and not discover it, but, but the skilled person they will get within thirty minutes or one hour. And there is something else that we are, we are going to use. But the use of car, even drivers that work for transport companies, have, we know how to demobilize it. They look for it. They will just open it, remove the SIM. There's always a SIM yes, card in yes, it. Yes. They remove the SIM card, and that's the end. It's not sending any signal back to I'm base sure again. There might be more. <laughs> <laughs> you're right, you're right. I know somebody whose car got stolen in Lagos that they drove all the way to Oyo because the tracker said it was in Ibadan. And when they got to the spot, it was the tracker they met, not the car. You mean because they one here? tracker. So I think uh, maybe the people, maybe that's uh, a color for Nigerian engineers and innovators. We need to have trackers, tracking system that will not be able, that nobody can be very hard to, to demobilize de 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 or deactivate. Hmm. Very important. If I was an engineer, that would make a lot of money for me if I can discover that. I know somebody else though, but this is not a tracker per se. When he packs his car, because it's area, it's an area that um, people. He will call. lock it with wheel lock. Not just that, immobilizes it with the computer. He did some sort of app, so you can't start it. You cannot do anything until he goes on the computer. And Enters the car. But if the car is already in motion and they rob him at gunpoint, they can take the car. It's only when it's packed and stationary. So there are many things, but we need to we need to get there first, and we need to just be vigilant and watchful and mindful. <laughs> Let's track another story. This one's from the Vanguard newspaper and the heading reads, Reps urge federal government to lift embargo on employment into civil service. The House of Representatives has urged the federal government to lift the embargo on employment into federal ministries, departments and agencies. This followed the adoption of a motion by Rep. Sani Bala on the floor of the House on Wednesday in Abuja. Bala in his motion said President Mohamedou Buhari had in October 2019, while presenting 2020 budget, announced an embargo on recruitment in government, ministries, departments and agencies. He said that the president had also maintained the federal government's stand on the embargo due to the devastating effects of the COVID-19 pandemic and the fall in global oil prices. He said that by its role as a major employer of labor in the country, the action of the federal government not to sack or reduce salaries of its workers at the time was encouraging. He said that this has no doubt helped to reduce the worsening effects of the pandemic in the country. The lawmaker said that in its attempt to address the adverse effects of COVID-19, the federal government instituted stimulus packages of 65 billion naira to assist a coalition of private sector operators. He said that 50 billion naira survival funds were given to micro, small and medium enterprises and 15 billion guaranteed uptake scheme to save 500,000 jobs, among others. He said that the projection made by the Minister of Labour in 2018 that Nigeria would record an unemployment rate of 33.5% by 2020 was made worse by the pandemic. Bala said that Nigeria, like many other countries, ought to have begun a post-COVID-19 era by implementing measures geared towards revamping the economy and improving other socio-economic activities. I'm going to stop right there. You can track the rest of the story from the Vanguard newspaper. Reps urge federal government to lift embargo on employment into civil service. So that they can put in their people. <laughs> no, that's the thing, no. Well, like, do you know that even some members of the rep pay money to get work for their constituents? Wow. Yes, when I learned, when I heard that, I was like, oh, I'm telling you. So, it means that even the average Nigerian on the merits 
on his merit is really able to get work by himself. Mm. If uh, a member of the House of Rep or a senator, they will tell you the works, the work are there. They, they have the openings. They have to do. They have to do that. But then you have to pay this. You have to pay that. You know, even to civil servants. So if the embargo is lifted. It's not about lifting of the embargo. They should make the process transparent. They should make it open and fair. Mm. So that the son of a nobody, the daughter of a nobody, can ask, can work in NMPC. Mm. I don't know of any uh, any ordinary person from uh, any uh, anybody whose parents are ordinary like mine. That has a job at NMPC, right? I doubt it. Because I've seen sons, daughters of governors, former governors, being given slots. And a CBN, at times, even if they have to pay, it's even a privilege to even make you pay. So, do you understand? But when it's come to 25,000 monthly salary, then they remember the masses. So, I support them. They should leave the embargo. I don't know why the embargo was placed there, If uh, for, for uh, the reason why it was placed there. But if the embargo is being placed, then you should now start a process. With this president, is about change, isn't it? And if it's about change, let's change the whole status quo. Let people able to apply online, do tests, then they get a job because they don't have to know anybody. Mm. And I should have to say that, well, like I tell you, I doubt if there's anything you can do in this country without having to know somebody somewhere. Hmm. No, that, like. that, that's the truth, without having to know somebody somewhere. Even sometimes to buy food. <laughs> You no, still need, a lot of, you a lot need of, extra legs so your food can come out on time. You, you, you get it wrong. even when you're at the party. Yes, well, and they are serving you. you know it was one of my friends. I don't want to mention his name. He's an American good man. <laughs> <laughs> that, you know what they, they, they the guys say, come, come. Yeah, take this 1,000. I'm telling you. Before the party starts, and like the best meal in that on, in that party, the stockfish, the panla, the bean, was on our table. We were enjoying. Yes, that was the day I learned that how to go to Shagalinku. You know, even when you are doing Shagalinku, someone has invited you. Hello, yes. yes. you know, but those waiters, someone white as a tie, yeah, mm. they mm. can do a lot. They can do an hour. They can do an If they say bring the food to them, they will not bring it to you. They won't. Yeah. They'll go to another table. They feel like they can't see you. They'll tell you, we are coming, we are coming. People at that level. So a lot of things have to change with our society, not just the government alone, but government has to lead the change because we have voted them into power to make changes, not to give us complaints. But some people will say that that's... I understand that government has to lead the change. I'm not arguing with that. But some people will say that every time we say that, that sort of gives the citizens the opportunity to not fix their own personal flaws as well. So if you know you work in secretariat <laughs> and when someone comes to collect form, you are charging. That's not different from the person well, like a, well, like a, the, the truth of the matter is that Personal flaws, good for you as a person. No personal flaws. That I will not tell you why. Okay. A few days ago, but I was driving. I got to a traffic light at an intersection where I was supposed to wait. No car was coming from the left, mm. from the right. I waited until I got the green light. And the person was like, "Why are you waiting?" I said, "Oh, that's it. That is whether you're going to be caught or not caught. You should do. You should do. You should do the right thing." So now at that point, somebody will say, "There's no need to catch me here." And it will go. Mother can't call you, and there will be issues, you know. So, in my opinion, even if people change themselves, are positive. Some the people will not. Some people will not change. So, the system needs to have mechanism to address the people that have decided to be belligerent mm. deliberately. The system should have mechanism for it, whether they are criminals, whether they are fosters, whatever they are. As long as they do not want to abide with the right side of the law, the system should have mechanism to put them to order. So that they will not say so as deterrent to mm-hmm. others. Mm-hmm. Even if you want to do the right thing, then there will be thousands of other people who want to do the wrong thing and get away with it. And we still blame the society later. And it will not be a collective irresponsibility. <laughs> 
Very nicely said. Let's open up the studio line to 7.42 on the clock on Fresh 107.9 FM at Belkuta. And if you want to drop comments on our Twitter, you know where to find us. It's at Fresh FM at Belkuta. The numbers to dial 080-3322-1079-090-7800-1079. The numbers once again, 080-3322-1079-090-7800-1079. On Twitter, it's at Fresh FM Abel Kuta. Okalaya Musliuddin says government should do anything possible to rescue these students. Once upon a time, ransom was paid when mother of seven minister was kidnapped in South South. Most of these students' parents should would have would have developed different sicknesses, you know, by now. Thank you very much. We appreciate your contribution. Hi, good morning. Hello, good morning. Good morning to you, sir. Your name, please, and where are you calling from? My name is Prince Momokilio. Nice to have you on the show. Welcome, sir. Let's have your contribution. Uh, I just want to contribute on the issue of in Nigeria. Uh, the state of insecurity now has gone beyond what we really think it is. So, listen to the, the transcript of Shea Ogumi from that, um, one of the bandits or kidnappers. But they, even they are high in that community, the people that are trying to do this job in that community. This is what I've been saying, that no criminality will flourish without the inhabitants of that community supporting it. They know these people, they know their people, they know where they are, but they won't talk. And this DSS we are talking about, all the security agents, they are not spirits, they are not ghosts. So they work on information. We are talking about intelligence, intelligence. Where will the intelligence come from? Mm. It's the come from the people of that community. But if they keep quiet, the country of will not be able to do anything. And again, concerning the, the, uh, the job, the sisters and what have you, I initially tell my friends, I think in Nigeria, we have two languages for corruption. When it's famous, was maybe my uncle, my, my aunt, that's me. Amen. Thank you very much, sir. Very nicely said. I appreciate you for your contribution. <laughs> yes, yeah, so when he doesn't favor us, it's corruption. When he favors us, it's connection. Sheung Bogi on Twitter says, I see this leadership tussle between Fireshe and Makindi as unnecessary. Is Fireshe the only former PDP governor in Southwest? Someone that couldn't win a seat in the last election in Ikiti State. I expect stakeholders to call them into order or else they lose their next election. Thank you very much. Even though we didn't read any story about, you know, the bruhaha yeah, going it's on. In, it's in the news. It is, it is in the news, but we just read about it all and I regret that we can't be reading it. This man has interest in Spanish and Clearly, 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 <laughs> Mr. Boogie. Hello, good morning. You might want to call us back, 80 1079 Hello, good morning. Good morning, Rola Kebelo. Good morning to you. Mr. Kayade is Sorry, Rolake, I Bello, I Oh, yes. Sorry. Thank God you. we bless you, madam. Amen. Great, madam. <laughs> and Akim Karim, God bless you. Good morning, sir. Good morning, sir. The lectable one. You see, let me go straight to the issue of insecurity. You see, there is no doubt it has become a national concern now. Hmm. And um, I think I will take off from asking 
do we still have quality leadership at all? Because our quality of life depends on the quality of our leaders. Mm. I am telling you, why am I saying this? In the first instance, um, the, 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 the person that is in the power or in the authority now sworn to an oath in office to protect lives and properties. Then you, uh, as, as a major stakeholder, a CNC, you must have the responsibility to show some kind of excellence in giving me tight security for all, probably anywhere in every department, either school, no matter where I find myself. You must take care of me. You must take care of those students, all, everyone. But so, where probably there's a kind of this place that you don't want to come or emanate then your, the people you put as officials in terms of DSS, like Akim has told us this morning, must be able to come up. We have them uh, probably still schooling. We have them probably as probably being drivers, and then they, they mingle with people. So I wonder how much of knowledge or wisdom do they have not to probably type, I mean, come up to untie the issue of these threats in the lives of others that are probably living amongst people. I wonder how much they can be able to give. But unfortunately, they just sit down somewhere and then write reports which is suitable to the presidency and then they just decided not to talk. I wonder. Hmm. See, some other day back, Bayemi was talking about uh, uh, we should probably die, 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 dialogue with these people. I don't think it is the best. Just like Busalam has told us. You see, we have people that have talked before now, but Papa Sonjo said it. But Papa is getting too quiet now for me. I think Papa should now come up again to talk. And every other upper the upper should begin to talk. This is the, we are getting so devastated now. This is a devastating time. This is a threat time where we need people that will have dreams and then wake up in their dreams to make sure that this thing doesn't test any longer. Thank you very much, sir, for your contribution. 080-3322-1079-090-7800-1079. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. Hello. Yes, your good name, morning. please, and where are you calling us from today? Good morning, sir. I'm calling from Yes, my contribution... On the issue of uh, the Arab calling somebody a killer. Mm. You see, well, um, like uh, Akiba said, our politicians are the major problems of this country. Mm. So, if you are talking about all the insecurities, find it today. So, where we are today is as a result of where our political wants us to be, just because of their own immune. So they only care about themselves, not about the country. And until Nigeria now decides to sit down, think about how to deal with the political. Let's talk about this democracy is not working for us. Democracy and corruption is like they are not collaborating. And our politicians are the major beneficiaries. And people are suffering. People are dying. They don't care. They don't care. You look at them. They are not even talking about the insecurity. They are talking about the coming election. Mm. It's so that they don't care. If you like, let all Nigerians die. So why 
provided they are going to be in office, keep looking us. They don't have to sit down and think about how to do with the political. Otherwise, otherwise, I just pray all of us will now come to our reasoning and see these politicians as our common enemies. They have no any better group for this country. Okay. Either APC, PDP, all they are their own interest is just common. And they don't care about us. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you so much. I appreciate you and your contribution. So I'm just tracking some of the comments we have on Twitter. And the next comment I have on Twitter is from um, Akoride Camille. I think I've gone through that one. Um, Akoride Camille says that now that Niger abductors have divided in factions, I see a vacuum in their ranks. With the help of Sheikh Gumi, it should not be difficult for the government to penetrate the abductors. The respected Islamic cleric has to finish what he started. Olusheyi Ogunson on Twitter, that's at Dante underscore Blad, says, Imagine the brazen confidence in the statement of bandits to the government. This is indeed a hopeless and helpless situation. It might just be time to seek security elsewhere. Dust your passports. Oh my goodness. Thank you very much. Ekitiketeda Skule 2405 says, The fight between Oyetola and Aregbashola is getting worse, and if care is not taken, it will degenerate to something the whole Yoruba leaders won't be able to handle. How come Aregbashola just remembered how bad it is for any APC member to dance on Bola's grave? And that's Bola Igiba talking about me. He's so rest in peace. Ayuade Shorunke says, Good AM Karim. How will we have a good and working system when those who created and those to enforce the good system are the first to compromise or to supervise the destruction of the good system <laughs> for personal gains, either in terms of financial or patronage? Thank you very much. That's a direct question to you. That how are we going to have this good system when those that are supposed to create or enforce the good system are the first to compromise or to supervise the destruction of the good system? We we'll continue to wish for the good system. We'll wish and pray and wish walk. and pray. Where and in the walk. world have those two things, combination of those two things, won anything? No, or no. Anything? You know, in Nigeria, that we are very religious, sanctimonious. And we really are. We are sanctimonious. We we are. We are religious we are, but not holy. Yeah, yeah. We, we are. <laughs> very religious but not spiritual <laughs> a lot of people can pray to god but they have killed their conscience and mm-hmm. that's what we have we have and so when they want, want to pray that players know our psychology they know what we want to hear because they're nigerians too you I know so when they want to talk to you the first thing they say mm-hmm. when you hear that about belong ah okay okay it's very dying here you know it's a common deal but really, because a lot, there are a lot of atheists in China. Mm. They are be, the, pop, the, 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 the population of people that do not believe in this. I'm not, not. I don't want to come and say Akim is preaching atheism. If you like, be a Christian. No, if you like, be a Muslim. But I know that China, uh, Japan, let's say the Far East, Far East Asia, the people that do not believe in the existence of any god, whose only work, whose only religion is work. And work and work, and their systems work for them. They live longer than us. They have better lifestyle. The the uh, human capacity index is is higher for them. The po- poverty is lower. Technology works for them. It's more than those of us who shout Allah Akbar and Hallelujah and get nothing done. And we are actually hypocrites mm. in, in in reverse. Do you understand? So if Nigeria choose to always say is pray, 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 let's continue to pray now. At last, we'll all be all right. Uh, I'm a realist. I don't believe in wishful thinking. <laughs> no, I want to say what Nigerians want to say. No, yeah, you're no. right. That's enough. Standard, standard. <laughs> this is any country where you'd ask, you know, someone vying for a political office, what their plans are, what their inventions, and you'll say, 
by the grace of God. Hey, <laughs> and everything is. That's that's vibes a lot of now. Vibes and inshallah in this country. Hello, <laughs> good morning. <laughs> Hello, good morning, Rola. Good morning. Good morning to you. Welcome. Your name, please, and where are you calling us from today? Yeah, my name is Honorable Larry. I was just calling from the Parliament Eleven in Nice but to have you. Welcome, sir. It's quite unfortunate. A lot of people analyze it and probably condemn officials. Yes, I mean, some have really shown that they are very terrible. They don't care about who they really serve on and things like that. But some of them are still very good bearing that we are giving the opportunity to serve. Thank you so much. We appreciate you and your contribution. For those that, you know, might want to participate in, you know, the election process of politics in Nigeria, this is a good time to start registering, you know, into any of the political parties of your choice. So that come 2023, you're not just, you know, shooting in the sky. You need to get involved. Or pissing in the wind. Or pissing in the wind, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you need to get involved. You do not fix or change a system from standing outside. You have to be on the inside and that's the only way we can get real change. So, enough of the talking like Honorable Larry Jaji said, if you do not trust and you do not believe that those that are currently there can take us to the promised land and you think you can do a better job, then you need to get involved. That's the only way we're going to get to know about you and potentially vote for you and get you, you know, leading or ruling as the case may be. Because leading and ruling are two different things. Yes, it's important people get involved and it's important that they acquire the requisite skills before mm. they get involved. Don't just go and get involved because you want to get involved. Getting involved you is part of acquiring the skills. First, join political Yes, yes. Because some people just say, okay, ah, they are sharing money in the politics and Let's then they go, go. And, they go and join. <laughs> they do not even have leadership That's skills. Valid. They do not even have power of oratory. They do, cannot even f- have a foresight into the future. Let me give you an instance. I met a German lady okay. who was in Nigeria once, who's packaging an event, who wants to handle the PR. Okay. And she's into arts and craft. And you told me that uh, in 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 and she, and she told me that in the in in Germany, even to contest for a councillor position, you have to you have to well, like listen now. You have to you have to present mm. you what, what based on the party manifesto. You have to create your own manifesto to align with the party manifesto. And you have to present it publicly. They'll give you 10-15 minutes. And if you are unable to present competently they are not going to give you an opportunity to even contest to represent the, the party, the party. <laughs> do you understand so that means at that level you cannot this it will be an mm 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 um, you know or, or where people have to address us and they go and stay in front of they will spend six hours to get us a 45 minutes uh, 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 and what do they call this one address mm. do you understand people what i i believe that whatever you cannot talk about i doubt how you are going to implement it mm. people cannot actualize what they cannot conceptualize mm. Mm. and so going to leadership people should not just go okay uh, because they're asking us going to leadership you still have to learn the basic skills of leadership of negotiation and the things you need to do 
Very nicely said, Hakim Karim. Adishina underscore Oimbo says, the rates at which banditry and kidnapping are growing now because of leadership failure is scary. I hope one day they will not break into Asso Rock to take power. Akrede Camille Adebayo says, abductors are indeed very smart. They know too well that they will not drop their arms, but they keep asking for ransom so that more money will continue to come in. Well, for the sake of abductees and their parents, government should do whatever 